You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. BJ, BJ, you got to stop that, man. I'm going to do this podcast. Y'all can't be too loud. Oh, All right. I, hope, I hope that was on there because we're using that as our opening. <laughs> it's your boy Tom here, and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Ooh, fellas, fellas, fellas. It's been quite the week. It has. It has. Hold on, Tom. Hold on, Tom, before you dive into it. Yeah. You hold on. You hold on. I know you really want to get to this Miami Celtic battle, and I know you want to get in this conversation concerning LeBron James and Michael Jordan and all this other stuff. But I got I got some questions for you guys because I, I was reading a story and I found it very interesting. And uh, I just wanted to see what, how you guys will react to it. So I guess my first question to set this whole thing up is, is, do you believe in this world that one mistake can cost you your innocence? One mistake can cost you your life. One mistake could cost you everything that you've ever worked for. However, do you think that that one mistake you can be forgiven for? So I would say that's a difficult question because I would say in the easiest black and white, <laughs> no, or yes, you can, you can, or no, you can't be forgiven, but I think, but also it's yes, because it depends on what it is. Like a prime example, I'm going to say if it's, if somebody is a child predator, you can't be forgiven. There's no second chances, right. but like if you get in a car accident, no history. And kill somebody, I'm saying no history at all, Gary, yeah. there's no history at all. And it's happened to you one time. It's literally a one-off thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's it depends no history. On what it is. If, if you've never had issue of being a child predator, but you do it once, yes, you don't deserve to be forgiven. There's a okay. difference. So I think, so it's a yes and no. So it depends on how heinous the crime is or how heinous <laughs> action is. Okay. But for the most part, I'm going to say 95% of it, yes, you deserve a second chance. There's a 5% that you don't. Okay. You can't come back from. Tom, what do you think? You agree, or you you want to add yeah, to that? Yeah, I think or? it's hard without knowing what the circumstances. It's hard to give an answer, but I would probably fall in line with what Gary said. That okay. So there's three there's three perspectives that I'm gonna talk to you guys from, and I'm gonna ask you from those three perspectives your your thoughts and your ideas. Okay. So I'll give you the story. There's a nurse uh, that's been working in the hospital for twenty plus years. She's never ever had an infraction ever once in some cases she was regarded or he was regarded as one of the best nurses to ever fill that position that position in this particular area well on this particular day he or she was at work and while they were at work like the monitors and stuff was going off but it's in common practice like they don't they don't just jump up and run you know, whatever the case may be, they took their time this particular time. And when they got in the room, their patient was brain dead. They were brain dead. My question to you is once you walk in and you realize as that nurse, Gary, Tom and myself, you notice that your negligence or you taking your time getting there caused this deficit and this man to be brain dead. 
my first question to you is, is what do you do after that? Do you immediately tell on yourself or do you just, hey, this is just, hey, this is just part of the business. How do you move from that point of view? Um, I would say the you're only people that know this is you and that person is laying there as the patient. That's yeah. it. So it's something that it depends on if you could, if you're willing to live with that, because depend on some people, they're not going to say a word. They're not going to say anything that it's like their fault. Some people are going to be honest and they're going to own up to it. But to me, I don't think you walking to the thing is going to change anything. How slow you walk there or not. You can't let that be the, Oh, I moved too slow because maybe you didn't move too slow. Maybe it was inevitable. Again, you're, you're assuming. No, 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 no. It's, it's definitely their fault. It's definitely their fault. It's definitely the nurse's fault. What about the other nurses? Is that do they not have gone in and done anything? If well, like a code so, so or the, something? The, the, the way that it works is like they're a team, but they're all assigned certain patients, mm -hmm. right? So if I have two patients, then another nurse could so, help me. So my question is what caused, I guess, how did, how so, was so, it their fault? So it's their fault because they heard the like bells and whistles going off. And instead of them jumping right up and going to bells and whistles, it was more like, oh, I'll get that here in a few minutes. It was no rush. But this is common practice, I believe, yeah. within everybody that's been doing it for a long time. Like and she was like, oh, or he was like, I got time. You know, you know, I could have made it there in five. But instead of me making it there in five minutes, I made it there in 15, Gary. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's their fault. Well, well, that's what I would say. If it was like a big difference like that, like a 10 minute difference, then that's yeah. a, that's. I would say you can say that they're at fault. That, they like are I'm, at fault. I'm, I'm telling you they're at fault. Yeah, yeah, the question saying, is, like, is whether or not you're telling on yourself or not. Yeah, so I'm saying like if it was like a one or two minutes, I wouldn't I wouldn't say they're at fault. But if it's like 10, 15, yeah, I could say you, yes, for yeah. sure. So are you telling yourself? I would like to think I would, but I, I would say most people aren't telling on themselves. I'm talking because about you, Gary. I want to I want to peek into your mind, Gary. You make this decision. You're making this decision because I'm going to get time's decision. It's um, you. Now, you're independently contracted. Yeah. This is your license. So if you say something, the, the potential of you losing your license go up. And this is your livelihood, Gary. Um, honestly, I'm probably I would like to say I'm going to say something, but because they got cameras everywhere, they can trace it back and find out if it, we were lying or not. So no, well, they way, can't because screwed. they can't, they can't, they can't figure out time. They can't trace time. You see what I'm saying? Well, like I could have went to the bathroom. I could have like went yeah, well, to the cafeteria. They had cameras throughout the whole place. They can see. Hey, they heard this thing, and then they okay. decided not it's, to go. It's not on. It's not on camera gear. No, no I'm not saying anything. <laughs> okay. All right, Tom. What you got? Well, to me, it comes down to this. Is this an issue where, like you said, it's standard practice? Do the machines go off like this all the time? And and so it's kind of standard for a nurse to just be like, oh, okay, I'll go get that when I can. It's probably not a big deal. Uh, yes, because it's that's, that's basically, that's how it, that's what it translated to right there, Tom. Right. So to me, if that's the case, then I think that you do tell, because if this is something that. So what are you doing? What oh, yeah, are you that's doing? What I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if I don't feel like I did anything like out out, you know, of the norm from what we normally do, I'm just saying, hey, this is what happened. Uh, because I think that I'm not gonna be able to live with myself uh, in my conscience, uh, knowing I didn't like at least 
give the full story. Because and if I'm in that situation, and you know, from what you're telling me, I I wouldn't feel like I had done anything wrong, uh, because that's that's how that's how we all operate. We all operate in this way that machines go off like that, and maybe we don't get to them right away. Twenty plus years, twenty plus years. So you very comfortable in the position that you're right. In. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah, it might. It might cause me to get fired for the the hospital sake. They have to do this, but if I know that's what we do, this is like the standard practice, and I didn't do anything. We just like say say it wasn't standard practice, and everybody always goes and hops right on every time an alert happens. But you know, what? I was like, nah, not this time. I, I'm I'm over here uh, in the middle of a chat with my significant other that I don't want to leave yet. That's the difference. But the the reason you were delayed was because. Everyone always delays on these alarms because it's just not practical for a person to go check every time the buzzer goes off right away because you have other stuff. Then, yeah, I'm telling because I don't feel like I did anything wrong. So if you did do something wrong, are you telling on yourself? Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, that 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 is where you would expect that you should be able to tell on yourself. But, I, you know, it's hard to answer. I want it like Gary said. I'd want to say that I would be able to. But, you know, if you got a family and you're the only person that knows, I can, well, that's tough. Well, because I can see, in general, I can see you, anybody, deciding, hey, I'm not going to say anything. Because even if you say something, you still have to live with the fact that you allowed this person to die, whether you told or not. You still got to live with that. And then the alternative, you telling yourself, you just lost your job and everything you've worked for. So you're still living with it and dealing with the repercussions. So, so I, this, it, it, it gets better. That's just the tip of the iceberg, Gary. Okay. So now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a really get y'all locked into this conversation now. So what happened is, is the nurse, he or she was sitting down to have a bite to eat. They haven't eaten all day because they have been very busy running around from like room to room. So they were sitting down with another nurse having, uh, like a bite to eat the alarms went off and they was like, well, I'll get that when I'm done eating. That's what happened. And then they go in, he, he or she goes into the room, finds out like, Oh, there's a deficit there. They're now brain dead. Said person comes out of the room, goes back to like, Oh crap. Like feeling really bad that they didn't get up and do it right. When the bells went off, came back and they told a coworker. Now, I'm putting you in the mind of the coworker, Gary. This is the second viewpoint that I'm asking. After he or she says to that coworker, man, I just, like, my patient is now brain dead because I didn't go in there when I said I was going to go in there. Like, I was hitting, I was here eating with you. You saw, like, you saw, as that coworker that just been told that, what do you do, Gary? Is it just a coworker or is it like a really like close friend coworker? It's a, it's a, it, however you want to, however right, you want to. If it's just a coworker, I'm It's just a coworker, Gary. I'm Let's just say it's just a coworker. I'm reporting what I heard. You're reporting what you heard. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tom? Because it's just something that I don't want to have to deal with that if I yeah, hide this. Yeah. <laughs> you can't risk your own job, especially if it's not, you know, like, yeah, you might have those friends that you're like, hey, I got you. Where you, where we need to bury the body. But if it's just a coworker, it's uh. But that's the thing. If you're on the other side and you know that kind of changes the whole scenario, you asked us at first. 
Because in the first scenario, you're like, nobody knows except you and the person, the patient. But right. now, if you were eating with a coworker, someone yeah. else knows. So right. you know because he, he just said that that they only know because they told they the told. Well, I know, yeah. but I'm, what they they what I'm saying, it, that person's gonna know they were in here eating with me. Now they wouldn't they they wouldn't have known. But but go ahead though, Tom. Let's not make this more difficult well, than what I'm it saying, is. But how would they not have known that they were in there eating? It's, while they're that, that's beside the point though, Tom. Just go ahead and <laughs> that's yeah, not beside just go. The point. They are they're already gonna know. So yeah, you got it. You got to tell yourself at that. Okay, point. so. <laughs> It gets it gets better. So this is where it comes. But wait, there's more. <laughs> this is where it gets very interesting. Okay. So the head of the hospital gets wind of this particular situation happening. And this is where things get kind of chaotic. Okay. So as the director of the hospital, when he or she gets this information. It's a rumor at first, like, oh, okay, I heard this. As the director of that hospital, do you, one, call said person into the office that you just heard that rumor about? Two, do you now contact the family and tell the family what happened? Uh, But now here's the thing, though. You and the director of the hospital are really close friends. As the director of the hospital, Gary, as director of the hospital time, how do you handle this situation? So I think I'm definitely asking about it because if it's already a rumor, I mean, it's already out there. So you got to at least ask. And uh, I don't think even if you're the head of the hospital, they have somebody that they report to. They're probably going to say, don't talk to the family and tell them anything that happened. So we do our own investigation and all that kind of stuff. If you reported that in general, because if it is your close, like one of your closest friends, you yes. may not even report that. You may just say that's an unfound rumor and you may report that in general. But yeah. you're what also are you doing, Gary? Me? What well, are you again, doing, if Gary? It's, if it's just a coworker, I'm throwing them under the bus. Gary, I'm telling <laughs> you. So, th- So this is what happened, Gary. You found out. That I done did something jacked up on the unit, bro. And you now have to make a decision. Like, you you can't confirm or deny it. It's just a rumor at this point. I am probably just putting in my resignation and going to another hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to deal with that situation. Okay. Remove what about you, Tom? myself from the situation. What, what about you, Tom? It, I, it, I told to, you, it gets I difficult. You, it gets difficult. I need you to call Romeo and ask him the same question. See what he thinks. <laughs> we just gotta, we just gotta, we just gotta put that best friendship to the test. Yeah. No, to me, if uh, you're not telling the the patient's family anything yet, because okay. you don't know anything, <clears throat> so right. you're not you're not talking to them about that situation at all, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, if you're the friend, like I said, like like Gary said, it kind of depends on how good of friends we are, honestly. <laughs> where where we're going with it <laughs> but i will say uh a lot of i i honestly believe stuff like this probably goes on because you oh, don't want to get your hospital sued and yes. all that kind of stuff for that type of stuff so yeah. a lot of that stuff probably does happen i'm gonna give you the update too okay. <laughs> i'm gonna give you the update tom go. what did you so you're saying like you're snitching you're not snitching you're no, not no no no, no. I, just, I, I i'm pretty in line with what gary's saying Putting in a resignation and just leaving the hospital. Well, yeah, if it's one of my best friends that it happened to. Well, it ain't your best friend. It's one of your close friends. It's your though. second best friend. 
Not Third, best. fourth, fifth, he he on down the line. I mean, he could be <laughs> sacrificed if he need to. Oh, shit. Well, you gave us the example of you and Gary, so that's what I was so Right. You te- wait, did you just, like, say that you're, like, third, That's fourth, not what I'm saying, Tom. You're trying to make things that, more than what they are. I just <laughs> asked the question. So I'm going to tell you what I came up with, and this is how I addressed this, and this is how I thought you guys were going to address it. Like, I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying anything. OK, if if I'm in view number one where it's just him or her and myself and I just was responsible for this, like you said, Gary, I have to live with this for the rest of my life. And not only that, I've made this mistake one time, Gary, one time in 20 plus years over 3,000 patients. You know how many times I've taken my time to get to that alarm when I've heard it go off? I've taken sometimes longer than the time I took to get here this time. But yet you're going to take my 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 medical license because of this? I think it's absurd. Two, I wouldn't have never said anything to my coworker, regardless of how close our friendship is or how close it isn't. Because either way, I'm going to put them in a jacked up situation so i'm not gonna say i'm this is gonna be this, i'm taking this with me gary this is going with me for the rest of my life but because it didn't go with me and it got out to my friend i am pissed off not at my friend but at my co-worker for snitching on me like it's my story to tell not yours it's my story for you to listen to but you don't go to the principal and snitch on me because now all I got to do is deny it because there's no way you can prove that I was negligent other than the fact that me saying that I was negligent. You see what I'm saying? So it's me against myself. I like to think I can win that one. Mm-hmm. But me being in the position of the co-worker, I'm not saying nothing. That ain't my. That ain't me. Like, I'm not even going around like, hey, man, did you hear what so-and-so did? I'm not even. You ain't even finna say that, that I did that. Now, you lying. I ain't know nothing about that. That's two. The third viewpoint, like the, the the director of the hospital, I'm not saying anything because rumors hit my desk all the time until they come with like factual stuff. Because one, if if we pinpoint, OK, yeah, you are negligent, then I don't see how you don't tell the family and then telling the family ends up like, OK, the hospital being sued um this nurse losing their job like there's a lot of things for this to happen one time so i think it i i find it very interesting because i i've asked that question a few times and there's a few people that said yeah you know we should be lenient on said nurse because it's their first time but then there's other people like somebody died somebody need to be responsible for that and or brain dead they should be responsible for that and they should have to pay so I was just curious to what you guys thought about that. Yeah, um, I think it's a crazy situation. I would like to hear the update. Okay, so the update is this. They shipped the patient to another hospital uh, because uh, they, they shipped them so that this person could donate their organs, right, because they were brain dead. Well, in the process of them shipping him to this other hospital with him being brain dead, uh, when they was going in to take his organs, he started tracking people with his eyes. And uh, he started, like, following commands and stuff. So he still, like, he came out of the vegetative state, but he still has some type of deficiencies. So because he had those some type deficiencies and he didn't die, then it took this nurse off the hook. Well, to me, then it sounds like that they pre- 
they predisp are not predisposed, but I guess like uh, no, 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 no. Th this person didn't die. They still gonna have like they're gonna be handicapped in some. Yeah, yeah, no, but you can't. You know, you, if you declare somebody brain dead, they better not come out of brain brain dead because then you screwed up. You screwed up your diagnosis. So technically, she did nothing wrong because it wasn't diagnosed. It was something that's just lack of oxygen or something caused it to show that. But he obviously is not completely brain dead to be Gary, able to do Gary, this. The everybody, everybody in the hospital knew that this guy was brain. Medically, he and was And they were all dead. wrong. And just, it, it's crazy. It just goes to show how crazy. Well, we all, everybody already knows this. Like, well, now, hold up, Gary. things get hold, diagnosed hold up, and then aren't real? That, why it, why it, are you being that person right now, Gary? You what? are being that person. And I know Time's over there probably agreeing with you. Like, I told you this whole story. Mm -hmm. And what you really, like, grasped onto is the fact that they made a wrong diagnosis. Well, just because that happens all the time. Like you hear it all the time, people diagnose things because it's easy to do that or say this or get put on this medicine. And well, that, it could that's be what I've always been different. told. In medicine, there's no guarantees, there's only probabilities. Yes. Yeah. Probable um, he's brain dead, but not a guarantee. True. So now well, we can get down to the nitty gritty of Well, things. hold on. Before, since we were talking medical field, I have a question for y'all in the medical field. Um, it's been legal since 2016. Uh, it's becoming more and more prevalent in Canada. Uh, so it's been legal in 2016 in Canada. Do you believe in euthanation for adults or humans? So in Canada, they they allow it. You, when it originally passed in 2016, if you were terminally ill, you can ask to be euthanized and and put up and put out your misery instead of living with that terminally illness. But more recently, it has become more laxed. And if you're older and you're dealing with something, you can put some reason why somebody last year was put, was euthanized. And their reason for being euthanized was because they were deaf. They lost their hearing. So they asked to be euthanized and they euthanized them. Do you agree with adult, with human euthanization, which is legal in Canada? I'm going to let you go first time. Uh, so essentially it's, like assisted suicide? Yes, basically assisted suicide. Do you agree with that? Uh, I mean, to me, it's like, who am I to tell a person they have to keep living their life? I don't, you know, I, I, I've i never sat with that. I feel like it's one of those topics I'd have to sit and, like, hear the, the sides of why you should or should not. But um, I feel like that's what hospice is. It's, it's, uh, but hospice doesn't put you out of your misery. They make you comfortable so you can pass. Right, but, but I've, I've seen it firsthand. The drugs that they give you shut oh, yeah. your body down. You, you don't do anything, correct. I understand yeah, you that. Shut, they shut your, they're essentially killing you and making you comfortable. Because <laughs> my, my dad, whenever we put him on hospice, because he uh, had reached a point where that's what he wanted, um, he went from cognitive to not being able to talk in like four or five days. He was at his 60th birthday on July 24th. You know, he's up jubilant. And then I think it was like the next week he decided he wanted hospice. And then he passed away on August 13th. So, like, in that short time frame, he went from, you know, you know, being able to talk and, like, interact and have fun to once he started that hospice, the drugs they give you shut you down. That's, that's, so that's what it is. To me, that's assisted suicide. So, I mean, I understand there's situations where people are, you know, looking for comfort and ready to move on from 
life. So who am I to tell you that you have to continue living uh, here? Um, but I don't know. It's it's tough. D, and then I'll finish it. <clears throat> so <laughs> I this one is a real tough one uh, because you don't know what other people has gone through in their life. Uh, but again, I don't think in any situation, uh, that you should be assisted in killing yourself, uh, regardless of what it is you're going through, because it's so hard to cling on to life as it is right now. Uh, let alone for you to just walk in a clinic one day and just decide like, you know what? Today is the day, man. I'm just feeling bad. Because they know do-overs once it happens. They know, like, I, you know, you you there, and you're like, oh, I changed my mind. Well, the medicine's already kicking in. We don't have anything to reverse this. So it's kind of one of those things, because we, we get upset and mad at certain things in the moment. And if you allow me in the moment to make those type of decisions, and again, I don't know what the process is on, on this assisted suicide thing or mm-hmm. assisted thing, but we, I... F- from the little that I know, just based off this conversation, Gary, I, I don't agree with it because like, there's no turning back once it's done, regardless of what you're going through. Because again, like we just mentioned, or you mentioned earlier that doctors are wrong all the time, you know, with their prognosis. So if that's the case, uh, and then you don't know how the body's going to respond later on down the road. And you could be that miracle person uh, giving yourself a chance is the reason why I'm not for this particular way of leaving this earth. Yeah. So for me, I know, like I said, originally the law started for terminally ill people. That was the only way you could get it. And so many, like you said, so many times there's been, there's cases where people have been diagnosed terminally ill and they switch cards. They switched the medical records with somebody. They got mixed up and they told somebody they were terminally ill, but they weren't. There's people that was diagnosed terminally ill and they lived to be 30, 20 more, 30 more years because it wasn't as, as acute as they said it was. Now there's been the opposite terminally ill and people live a week. Like it goes both ways. So like, like you said, I think you're giving people the opportunity to fight. And as you live, Developments happen in in medicine that allow you to. There may be a cure for something you have created in the next two years, and you maybe you're terminally ill for five, and you want to go ahead and just go ahead and you don't have to deal with that. Well, maybe in two years later there was a cure for what you had. We you don't have no idea of knowing. Yeah, it's your choice, but again, I think it's only for the it should be for the extreme cases where like, hey, I can't walk, I can't move, I can't do anything, I'm terminally ill. Then yeah, that then then that's. Like you said, that's hospice. Basically, they can make sure you're you're comfortable when that happens. But there, there's right now there's talk they are trying to maybe allow mental illness people to be allowed to do that. I disagree with that stuff because the person that uh, got last year that because it was wrote down was deaf, they were dealing with depression. I don't think because you're dealing with depression is a reason to allow somebody to get euthanized because things go on in your life that can cause depression and you can come out of that depression with help from, from uh, psychologists, uh, from psychiatrists, from family, friends, things can get you out of the depression. The, the life you're in at that moment can change and get you out of that depression. And like you said, once you agree to do it and you're locked in and you get that, whatever it is they do, there's no going back. 
There's no, you can't, re, you can't like, oh, I want to stop. It's too late at that point. And I, I think it's just, to me, that's a very slippery slope. Like, I have a problem with people that euthanize dogs that aren't like, that aren't, that are healthy. Like, I just don't, that makes zero sense because they're old. They can still get around, they're healthy, but you're going to euthanize them. I have a problem with that. You only should do that. It's for the extreme cases. I don't have a problem with that. With just dogs, even though they're healthy? Even though they're healthy, I don't have I a problem. I disagree with that completely. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. I disagree with that completely. It's a dog. It's an animal. It's a still, pet. Yeah, a pet. still, why are you th- So you're going to use you Memphis, we, no problem? Look, if if I go and it's in my wheel that he going with me, no. then yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking yeah. about just people just do it normally. Oh no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm that's talking what I'm about, talking like, about. Wait, like, you're okay with you're okay with them killing Memphis if he's healthy just because D'Angelo wants him to be like buried with him? Yes. I, I'm I, asking Gary. I don't think your family is all right with that. <laughs> that's not that's not what we asked you, Gary. That's not what we asked you. I'm telling you, I, I'm a fan of people that like that want to take their dogs with them because their treatment otherwise, if I'm not here, gonna be way worse. Like you should, you might as well just take them with you. You see what I'm saying, Gary? Because nobody's going to treat them like you treat them. I would treat Memphis amazingly. And, and you know this. We're not talking <laughs> about this in this situation. I'm talking about just in general. You get yeah, what I'm no, saying. No, I agree. But I'm saying, like, I, I'm not. I'm also not a fan of the kill shelters. Okay. I'm, just not a, I'm not a fan of that in general because those are healthy animals. People like to adopt. Yes, I know it's harder to adopt because people want certain breeds and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just not a fan of kill shelters in general because they're healthy dogs. They've done nothing wrong and they just get killed. It doesn't. It makes no sense. But just going back to the human thing, I do not agree with euthanization in the in the broad sense of basically if you want to do it, you can do it. I disagree with that. I think only the extreme cases is that should be allowed. Okay. Personally, I, I I respect it. I respect it. I I'm, I really want to dive into this 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 Celtics Miami Heat matchup, Gary. Please tell me how you allow that to happen at the end of the game. That's just outrageous. That, that's that's not what I'm talking about, man. I I I want to say this, and then we can go into this conversation. And I'm gonna look into like the camera when I say this. I want to publicly apologize for the conversation that I had about Jimmy Butler being in like that top tier elite status i apologize to all of the celtic fans and a lot of the miami heat fans i know that jimmy butler is not the problem but i also know that jimmy butler is not the answer and when i say he's not the answer he's not lebron james he's not michael jordan he's not steph curry he's not clay thompson he's not kd he's not damian lillard I mean, the list can go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. This is the first time, and I understand that this was game six. Uh, it A lot of people were saying like, it could potentially be Jimmy Butler. It could but not be Jimmy Butler. All I'm saying is, is a week ago, a week ago, when they were up 3-0 and I had this conversation, I was like, Jimmy Butler should be up there with the elites because he's sweeping the number one team in the – the, the NBA, he's doing a lot of things, and it's Jimmy Butler that are doing these things. Now, they missed some big threes to, to lose game six, but it was they've had six chances to put these guys away, and they haven't. 
I'm a firm believer that the Celtics are going to win this thing and they're going to go on and win the whole NBA championship. Whoa, whoa. Uh, your best what I'm saying right now is, is that I apologize to everybody for putting Jimmy Butler on that pedestal. That's all I'm saying. But I'm, glad you, I'm glad you came to the realization because when you said all that, I was like, no, he's an all-star. He is not a superstar. <laughs> There's levels to it. You did. You said yeah. that. I, and I put him on the superstar status because yeah. he was up 3-0, Gary, on the number one team in the NBA. And they were doing it, like, handily. And then apparently, like, the Celtics decided that they wanted to wake up and play like they had Larry Bird and that old school crew there and have been balling ever since. So I still think the Heat's going to win game seven uh, because even with game six, you had Jimmy Butler and Bam Bam have terrible games, and they still should have won the game. Yeah, they was missing wide-open threes, bro. Oh, they should have won that game Oh, I easily. know, 100%. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I still – and Jimmy Butler and Bam played terrible. So, imagine they're not going to do that again, I wouldn't think. But I don't think it matters. I think whoever wins out of that side is losing to the Nuggets because the Nuggets just look – play so much better as a team. I don't see either one of those teams being able to compete. What you got, Tom? Uh, well, I'm shocked by your pro- proclamation. I am. He was ready to def- to go against you. I was He's proud a superstar. Of you, <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I still think that Jimmy Butler is a superstar. No. But what? No. What I no. don't. He missed that chance. He missed that chance. What? What? I, okay. I guess yeah. Superstar stuff. I think he's a star. I. I. I, I what I'll say to this is. You know, we were seeing all these memes talking about he's Michael Jordan's son, calling him Hemi Butler. Uh, essentially, you know, even I don't know if you guys saw uh, what's his name, Kwame Brown, going off on LeBron. Uh, first of all, who is he to be going off on LeBron? Uh, but like one of the things he says is he ain't like Jimmy Butler. He ain't got that dog in him. He ain't he ain't uh, bringing it like Jimmy. And then for the past three games in this series, Jimmy Butler has not been the superstar that the Heat needed to close out this Boston team. And so now, here's what I'm going to be interested to see. If the Heat do win, if the Heat do win, and let's just say Jimmy Butler has a 50-point game, do people go back to saying, oh, Jimmy Butler, he's Michael Jordan's son, all this. Because he pulled it out in Game Seven, <clears throat> or are people going to be cognizant of the fact, like, hey, they should never made it here? The fact that it got here is crazy. Well, I'm telling you this, I, and and I'm I, I'm going on record to say this, okay? If the Miami Heat beat the Celtics, and they somehow find it in their heart and souls to beat the Nuggets, he's Hemi Butler from here on out. I'm not oh, calling yeah. him anything else. <laughs> I'm not calling him anything else but that. He has what, what, now what, what, earned superstar status. But now here's the backside of that or the, the the flip side of that. If he does not get out of this round, he's just going back to old Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat, and we'll never talk about them again until they make it back to the playoffs. Very similar to this year. Nobody talked about the Heat until they got into the playoffs and started winning games that we didn't think that they should win. So – this is a must win for the Celtics and the Miami Heat. And we all know that the Celtics are a better team than the Heat, better shooters than the Heat, better overall than the Heat, period. And they're playing them in the garden. 
It makes sense. It's the Celtics all the way. Yeah, I, I mean, I think honestly, I think whoever wins this is going on to lose to the to the Nuggets. Um, the, if they're able to keep playing the same basketball they played against the Lakers, but I'll be interested to see did they sh- blow their load against the Lakers? You tell me who on either team can can even contend with Jokic. Neither one of them have big. No, no, it's but not. It's not. It has nothing to do with Jokic. I'm talking right. about who's going to stop Tatum. Right. Who's going to stop Jimmy Butler? That's what I'm saying. We trading twos for twos. No, you got you have uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Jamal Murray. Well, no, I wasn't. Even, I was thinking the other one. Um, you have um, Jamal Michael Murray, Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. And then uh, they just play so much better as a team. The Celtics don't play good as a team. If they live or die by Tatum, the first half was de- showed. The only reason the Heat came back in is because Tatum disappeared in the second half. Jalen Brown's the only reason they they kept him in. But they they should have blown them out that game too. But they didn't because Tatum disappeared. The Nuggets. Anybody can beat you. You can get 30 from Porter. You can get 30 from Murray. You're gonna get you're gonna get 30 from Jokic. But can you stop the other ones? I think that's why they're so deadly because you have to get it from Butler. You have to get it from Tatum. If you don't, you're losing. You don't have you know you're gonna get I see what you're saying. from from Jokic, but he's also gonna have 10 assists. So you gotta still stop all these other guys who are getting their points every time. They don't rely on You do on realize this is literally the same Nuggets team that got bounced last year, right? Like yes, there's no Mur- Murray was hurt and Porter was hurt. Neither one of them I, played I'm last just year. They're still the same team. It's still the nucleus there. Jokovic, you you that's who you talk yeah, about. But he was the only one, but they didn't have Murray or Porter last year. And you're saying that that's what's gonna be the difference yes. this year? Murray has proven it. Murray single handedly saved them from losing game four against the <laughs> Lakers with his third or game three with his thirty point first half. Okay. Which got no credit from anybody. But everybody talked about, oh, LeBron scored thirty one in the in the first half. Murray did thirty the game before. Nobody said a big thing about that. No, yes they did. Yes they did. What? But you know what you know what they didn't say? They didn't say anything about the seven points he scored in the second half. Which is less than what LeBron scored in the second oh, half. Yeah, no, sorry, he scored. LeBron scored nine. <laughs> they did the same exact thing. They that's literally still, did the same thing. That's still less, but nobody said a word because, and part of that is because the Nuggets won. But there's just so many other ways you can affect a game besides scoring, and that happens. But my, my here's my my thing is, and this is this is part of why I shouldn't even be mad about everybody talking about Jimmy Butler. Um, in this way, you want him to talk about LeBron because they stopped no, no, talking no. about LeBron well, I'm now. because because oh. he's not LeBron, and I just understand that the reason LeBron's under a microscope after every game is because of who he is. I just think it's funny that when people try to trash talk LeBron and then bring like somebody like Jimmy Butler into it, they're not even on the same field at all. So, so this is why this is why I have an issue with you, uh, Tom, and I, I'm gonna probably have an issue with Gary if he agree with you and not with me. Uh, but I'm trying to I'm gonna try to say this the best way I possibly can. Kwame Brown did not lie about LeBron James, but the fact that he doesn't have the decorated career. That no, no. What did, what, what did he not lie about? Just listen to what I'm saying. Just because no, no, he has. No, no. So, so you're telling me right now, as it sit, that LeBron James at 49 right now is better than Jimmy Butler right now. No, I don't think anybody ever said that. That's what that's what Kwame Brown was basically no, saying. Kwame Brown said that LeBron has never been good in clutch situations, which is just statistically not true. 
He said that. He said he ain't got that that fire in him like somebody like Jimmy Butler does, like Michael Jordan. When LeBron literally is in the top three of every clutch category possible. Okay. So with that being said, I'm talking about the career, not the careers, but I'm talking about the year. Right now, Jimmy Butler, obviously he's still playing. Um, and LeBron James is not – He's. I, th- I think he made this statement that he better than a lot of guys in the, in the NBA. 90 to 95%, which is, is what he said. All facts. Do you – go ahead, Gary. Now, what, 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 why, why is Jimmy Butler better than LeBron right now in your mind? What did Jimmy Butler do this season? Just tell me. Talk to me. He's still in the playoffs. Yeah, oh, he didn't yeah, get but... swept. He didn't get swept. And Jimmy Butler is still putting up the numbers. So yeah, here's the thing. Let's talk about numbers. It, it, just, 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 listen to, let's just listen I'm to what I'm saying. Does Jimmy Butler have an AD? How many points per game did Jimmy Butler does have? Does Jimmy Butler have an AD? So, I'm just asking you a question. more reasons that Jimmy Butler should average more points than LeBron. But you know how many points he averaged this season? He doesn't have any help. He has no help. It's either Jimmy Butler or Bust. We don't have to have LeBron James. LeBron James doesn't have to put up 30, 40 points to win basketball games anymore. You talking about the one that missed the the wide open threes? You talking about that one? He's a three-point shooter. He's a big man. Let me just go over these stats real quick. Jimmy Butler, 22.9 points. LeBron James, 28.9 points a game. Rebounds, 5.9 for Jimmy Butler, 8.3 for LeBron. Assists, 5.3 for Jimmy Butler, 6.8 for LeBron. At age 39 in season 20, don't put some respect on that so, man's so, name. So now give me, now give me AD numbers. Easy. G- give, me, give me AD numbers and then uh, uh, give me, compare them to Jimmy Butler's big man stats. Man, man, man. 20, right, 20 during regular season and 17 during playoffs for Bam. Boom. And That's... Jimmy Butler's averaged 28 during playoffs. Mm. So that's Bam. Give me, give me AD. AD's 26 and 12. <sighs> well, yeah, obviously he's better than Bam, but he's not that. Oh, <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. I'm just saying, all all the more reason he should have at least better scoring than LeBron if you're the only option. So, look, this is what I found out, man. And I can't – I I don't know. I know Triple J at Memphis. You know who Triple J is? Yes, Jaron Jackson Jackson Jr. Okay, okay. You know he was the NBA, like, defensive Defensive player player of the year. And AD worked the shit out of him. Yeah. Like, absolutely – Worked him. Oh, just just to clarify. Jimmy Butler's averaged more points in the playoffs than LeBron did. Worked per game. him. So what I'm saying is, is I'm talking about the quality of opponents. Like if Triple J faced AD night in and night out, he wouldn't have been the defensive player of the year. Correct. I'm saying that every big man is different, and therefore. Saying that, Bam does not move the meter like AD does. AD is a, you could argue, argue top three big man, but definitely top five. Bam's not even in the top ten. 
but if you want to argue numbers though, Tom, I mean, you got a you got a point. You absolutely got a point when you argue numbers, but when we talk names, you don't have a point at all. I would say Jaron Jackson's better than Bam. <laughs> but go ahead, though, Tom. AD's probably three. It's Jokic. Bam, Bam, Bam was an all-star. You realize that. Yeah, he was an all-star. Anybody can be an all-star. It's yeah. fan literally, voted. It's terrible. Literally cannot anybody be an all-star. What? You can literally vote for it. If you want no, your guy, if you just have votes, you can you can make them an all-star. It's not all fan voted anymore. And also, Jokic was the last draft pick in the all-star game. Well, oh, yeah. Zero. I mean, that's that's, a, zero. Well, that's that's a whole different thing. But all star still matters. That still puts you again, in the top in the league. Eight, again, yeah. Bam is not one of the best centers in the league. So, so, so I I know we want to stick here for a while, but I <laughs> no, I got other questions for y'all. Not yeah, me. I do too. But go ahead, Tom. Uh, so, since this is a silly argument, I want to transition into some silly fears. And I thought about this. This is how I thought about this the other day. So, I'm sitting. At a, uh, you know, I was at I was at a poker tournament. That's what it was at a local casino, and um, you know, when you walk into these bathrooms, uh, there's always that one stall that says handicap. But you know, for us bigger guys, we're like, hey, let me go use this bigger stall because I ain't trying to be cramped up while I'm using the bathroom. But I want to know, and this is one of my, I, I think it's a silly fear, and I want to know if you guys have any fears that you would say are like this. So when I'm using the bathroom, one of my fears is that I'm going to see a little wheelchair roll up underneath the stall and be sitting there waiting on me whenever I get done using the bathroom. And now I've been caught using the handicapped bathroom by a handicapped person. Have y'all ever thought about that? Do y'all do that? I know you don't care. Do you don't return your, your shopping cart? You don't give a damn. But do y'all have any? And here's another one. Here's another like silly fear to where like you're talking about somebody. And you think, oh, let me check my phone, make sure I didn't call them by accident, and they're sitting in my pocket listening. <laughs> you know, just like little silly things like that that you ever think, like like silly fears. As well. <clears throat> well, how many times do you check your phone when you're talking about me and D to Cynthia? Every time. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, have, I don't have the fear of using the handicap stall because it's the one I fit in. Like, I'm not – I have no remorse. If, if you don't want don't want me to use it, make bigger stalls. It's a simple aspect. Like you, these stalls are tiny, so no, I don't have that fear, and I don't have the fear of because if I say something, I have no problem saying it to their face. I'm not even saying like you're talking bad about them, but you could yeah. just be like talking about somebody in general, and you you know you're like, oh crap. I don't know what happened. No, because I still I have no problem with it. Like I'll talk, I'll say whatever. It don't matter. Uh, I got you. Well, D just left us. Yeah, he always has issues. You know, it's D. That's, that's my fear. Is that what else you got? Do you have any other fears? Like you that? know, I I had a, another one that I thought of, and uh, let me see if I put it in the the chat because I remember because I just thought about the one about being on the phone yeah. like yesterday. Um, but yeah, that stall one definitely popped up. Um, what well, looks like D's coming back, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's just little things that you know aren't a big deal, but it's just like you you get nervous. Oh, here's another here's another one. Here's another one. I don't I don't know how much you guys interact on Facebook. Another one of my silly fears is the care button and the laugh button are like right beside each other, and I'm always afraid that I'm accidentally gonna click the laugh button on somebody's like 
sad status or you know talking about yeah but can't you click it again and just oh yeah you can but i'm saying but doing it and not noticing that it happened uh, you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah, i don't enough. i don't comment on enough for that yeah that's how you don't your yours would probably be something like people finding out you have a girlfriend yeah i don't comment on things like that so <laughs> i don't have to worry about facebook wow or did like you that. have any silly fears gary no i so uh, i don't have the fear because like if I if I'm talking about somebody, I'm gonna just say it. I don't if I they hear me on the phone, I'd say it to them in person. I don't really care. Except the handicap stall, that's the only one he fits in anyway, so he doesn't care. Yeah. Oh. Make it yeah. make a bigger one and I'll be all right. I won't use it. But that's the only one that I'm gonna fit in comfortably. So I'm trying to see any silly fears. Any silly fears. You know, I sent this in the group chat uh days ahead of time so you could I, have been thinking of it. I, <laughs> That that silly fear is, man. Um, but I, I I have ways to protect it. I don't normally, ideally, poop in public bathrooms. Same, I agree with that. So, and the uh, reason no no care because it, it'll be really rough for me. So my little silly fear is to be caught pooping and like come out of the stall and somebody know who I am. Like, oh I man, you was in there pooping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bro, you smell bad or like, dang, bro, you blew this bathroom up. Like, I don't want to have that extra conversation after I walk out of the stall. Like, oh, man, I didn't know that was you. (laughs) So I have something, but I don't think it would call it a silly fear. I think it's more of like a rational fear of I don't like going. I don't want to go out with some out to eat with somebody and they're rude to the wait staff because they're making my food. Like I've gone out like in college, I went out with some teammates and stuff, and there were some that were assholes to the wait staff. And I'm like, I can't do that. I can't be around that because I know they're messing with my. They mess my food. They bring me my food. Yeah. I don't. That's probably my biggest fear is going out to eat with, with a group of people and somebody is terrible to the wait staff because I know they handle all of our food and I do never want my food messed with. Well, yeah, I see. I can see that. I get. I'm kind of the same way. Yeah. I won't ever send anything back. I don't. Like, I, I never send anything back either. I might just ask for something else versus sending it back. Y'all, y'all seen that meme where it's like a woman standing in front of her man. And he's like, he said he wanted, you know, macaroni and cheese. I'm not sure what, it, but it's like essentially the woman's taking up for the guy and sending food back. <laughs> I, I will. I'll just say, ask for something different versus the same thing over again. I've seen the movie Waiting, and I'm good. <laughs> can can we? I, I I got this one last thing, man, and it's been it's been bothering me, and because it happened to me, and I don't I didn't know what to do, and I'm I'm asking y'all advice on the podcast, okay? So I had a he's not a close friend of mine, but I had a a, a friend of mine pass away, and uh, he was young. I think he was like 37 or 38, and everybody's being tight lipped about like how he died. My question to you guys is, is how close to the family do you have to be to ask, just come out straight up and be like, yo, how did he die? Like, he was 30, he was young. Like, was it like, uh, like, how, how do you have to be close or can you just come out and ask that question? That's my question. I I don't think you have to be close. I can, I think you can just phrase it in a way like, like, so what happened? Like, like. Is everything all right with the rest of the family? You you tie it all together and you f- 
ask around and may not feel comfortable telling you, which is fine too. But I don't think you have to like be close with them to ask a question because everybody's curious if somebody, especially if somebody's young and, and you assumes healthy passes away, you're going to be interested to know what happened. You're not interested. You just want to know like what happened. Like, is it something that other people in your family have to worry about? Is it something like, is it like, like, could it be something that they had got, some disease that was contagious like you have no idea if you've been around the person like right. so i think you have a right to you don't have a right but you can ask if you want to that's their choice whether they want to tell you or not and just from what i've seen obviously i haven't experienced it but usually if somebody doesn't want to say something it's usually not like uh something they're like something that happened that they're not wanting to talk about in a negative aspect like it could have been like they took their own life or could have been drugs because they don't feel comfortable mentioning that to people because they don't want people to know that that person was like especially if it was hidden uh from everybody because i know that happens quite a bit people have have overdosed on drugs and people had no idea they did drugs and people may oh we're not going to say we're not we don't feel comfortable releasing what happened but a lot of times that's what it can round up being because you have no idea so, so are we not entitled to know that? Like, as well, friends, I think you can as ask friends. But it, it, even if I ask you, though, as for friends, me, if if you're not close enough to know how they died, you probably <laughs> like you know you probably know. If you're close enough to ask, you probably know. Like so you found out you, somehow. Like, <laughs> so I found out through like social media, and I'm like, oh crap! Like, what happened? So I reached out to a family member. And goes, hey man, you know, I saw I was calling. I called. I was like, hey man, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, you know, I'm okay. And like, he never would disclose like what happened. But I never came out to ask like what happened because everybody wants to know like what happened. Very similar to you, Gary. Uh, I want to know if it's if it was like something that he he did to himself or if it was something like medically wrong with him where he just. Was it COVID? Like, there's a lot of questions that I have there because, you know, being around the same age, is this something that I can learn from this? You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm asking the questions that I'm asking. But as a family member, they don't want to know. And like you said, Tom, if you was close enough, you would know. I don't necessarily believe that to be true, man, because, you know, you can be best friends and then something can happen and everybody's trying to figure out what happened and just that one person know, but nobody wants to either spread the rumor or put it out there because it's not their story to tell. Yeah, and I think, like like I said, I think a lot of you've just seen in stories in general in life, a lot of times when people don't feel comfortable saying it, it usually has something, a negative aspect, a negative look light that could have been shed on that person. That's why it happened. Because if it was a car accident, usually people just come out and say it was a car accident or something like that. But usually if it's something that could put a negative light on that person that passed, they don't feel comfortable saying at that moment or and, and i can understand why because it puts them in a light that you don't want them to be seen as if that's the case we have obviously have no idea but i think you have you can ask at any time i don't think you have to be like super close i think it's more of just you just want like you said if they're especially if they're around the same age is it something that i can make sure that doesn't happen towards me type stuff as well that you can bring on and then you're just checking them on on family or friends okay what about you, Tom? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of on the, you know, if you're close enough to find out, you'll find out. And oh, that's some bull. That, that's some bull. I've, I've actually had it happen to me, so it's like I know that's how I'd react. Really? Uh, 
Yeah, I had I've had people that I went to school with or something in yeah. college that passed away. And you know, I'll look in like the comments and I'll like check their pages, but um if it wasn't someone that I felt like I was close enough to know about it, I'm I'm not I don't ask. Uh yeah. But but you want to know. So why wouldn't you just ask? You do want to know, but then it's like 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 we say it's kind of like if if you know the details aren't going to come out then, you know, why why does it matter if I know or not? You know. Yeah. It it uh, does matter. It it matters <laughs> because I, I literally just said why it matters because if there's something that I can learn from you on what to do and what not to do, then I'm not going to do it. I'll give you a I think a that's just point. trying to justify your curiosity with a... If that's what you want to say. <laughs> it took a very long time for them to figure out that cigarettes was killing people. Uh, and you know how they... it took Why it took them a very long time? Because it was situations like this where people didn't know, like, hey, what did he die from? Like, and nobody would want to say anything well, you know, this because been... they, didn't wanna, they didn't want them to know that he was smoking. And you could have saved other lives by simply telling them not to smoke because this is how this person died. Well, how do you feel about that and like the vaccine? Like, so a lot of people, a lot of people were dying of heart issues, um, but then not wanting to talk about it afterwards because of the rumors and thoughts and beliefs that it was linked to the vaccine. Same principle. Yeah. Same, same, same principle. Well, that's what I think. I think all of it, usually if it's not disclosed, it's because it sheds a negative light on that person or something like you, it would shed a negative light on the vaccine. So like, if it was, that was the case, if that's what they were saying, or even COVID in general, that would be the thing. Or if it was like a, they took their own life, drug overdose, something like that. That's why a lot of it isn't disclosed because it sheds a negative light. Usually if, if somebody died in a car accident, it's, you find, you know, it was a car accident. It's not you, because people will say that, but if it's not, and they don't report anything or how, it usually sheds a negative light. And I feel like that's why people don't want to talk about it because it, they don't want them to be looked at it negatively. Right. And and not only right. that, like anytime that somebody goes out in a negative way, uh, whether it's them taking their own lives uh, or them like drugs or anything like that, like Gary mentioned earlier, nobody wants people to know that about their family member. Correct. And, and again, Tom, it has nothing to do with like, you know, you and I can be like the greatest of friends and you can smoke crack and nobody would know that you smoke crack because you hid it from us. Connection so true. Loss. No, yeah, no. Oh, yeah. He was just muted. He muted yeah. himself. He's a muter. I, yeah, I'm a muter. That way I don't, <laughs> don't want to distract y'all from y'all's points. But yeah, I mean, I understand, I understand the, the concept of wanting to know, but I think most of that is based in curiosity because we as humans are naturally curious uh about things and nosy if you want to call it that but is that all we have for this week i think that's kind of where we need to wrap it up i do have a question so what real quick uh that same topic so in general have has there ever been somebody that passed away you found out and it was it was never told to you and you found out it was just a normal thing it wasn't nothing like that shed negative light because usually if Okay, D just went leaving early. Okay, <laughs> uh, because if that is the case, like I've never experienced where somebody passed away and I didn't know what it was, and it wasn't something negative. 
Right. And I think that usually is the case is that yeah. it's something that, you know, the family just because, you know, you don't want people to think negatively about the person um, that passed or maybe even their family. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of stuff that goes into, you know, quote unquote, a cover up uh, yeah. of sorts. Correct. But yeah, I've, I, I've never experienced one where they were like, hush, hush about how someone passed away and then it was just something normal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so, that, just, so, that goes to my point. That's all. So, so also too, uh, you know, a time where you said it shouldn't be that important or it shouldn't be important. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The reason why it's important is because you know uh, a few of us have gone through this. How you, um, how you go is very important. Because there's people that are coming to see you to celebrate your life that may not agree with how you died. So with that being said, like, you don't want to support something that you don't know about. Like, you know, like Gary said, like, maybe this guy was kicking in the door to, like, kidnap a child. He ends up getting shot. Nobody says anything to you you end up going time and you just like, you find out later after like, oh crap, people think I supported a kid being kidnapped. You see what I'm saying? So it's very important that you know how somebody went because it may later affect you later on in life from a reputation or image standpoint. Right, but if if it's that public of knowledge, then you will know about it. If it's not, public knowledge when you go nobody's gonna look down at you for going because no one knew about it oh you're gonna find out at the funeral so I, if, I, if you're going I, to the funeral you're probably gonna find out how they died at the funeral I, i'll right. give you a great i'll give you a great example when chris banois uh when that when they released all the information on before they released all the information on chris banois uh it was like an outpouring of support for him because nobody knew what happened WWE came out. There was everybody coming out like, yo. But then when they found out what happened, everybody was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry. We didn't know all the information. It didn't change the fact that the guy died, though. Pertinent information. This is why you need the extra information time. So you know going into this what oh, you yeah, that's totally different though. That's <laughs> different. I'm I'm telling you that it matters. You said that it didn't. I'm just giving you an example on why it matters. No, but that, that's an extreme situation. And like <laughs> I said, situation. That, that situation happens all the time, Tom. I know, but if it's a situation like that where you know it's gonna come out that that happened, then nobody's gonna look down at you because you were you know, mourning the loss of them at first. But then once you find out Bro, about that. Everybody, everybody that mourned that loss on Chris Benoit got ate alive, dude. What are you talking about? I, I mean, ate alive to what degree? Everybody got ate alive. It's not alive. like you knew. It's not like you knew. <clears throat> it's a right. difference if you knew. If You can only get ate alive in that situation if you knew that's how he went out and still – so uh, that that's a good that's a good topic for next week because I do want a question I do have a question about that well I'll leave you with the question and we can end it. So with that situation, if somebody was in that situation, they were your best friend. Like, how do you handle that going forward? Like to their funeral, they you still have love for them and all that kind of stuff, but they did something terrible like that. How do you handle that? That's a question for next week. We can dive into because that actually brought up a really good topic 
to discuss. Like, mm-hmm. because there's, there was plenty of wrestlers that was, that was his best friend type right. thing. And how they can't mourn them. Cause if they mourn them, they look terrible, especially once they found out everything that happened. So how do you, how do you deal with that situation? If it's like your closest friend or one of your super close friends or a family member or something like that, how do you mourn them without everybody ridiculing you for that? So that's a question for next week. We'll dive into. All right. All right. Sounds good. Well, we appreciate everyone tuning in, taking an hour out of your Memorial Day. Uh, thank you to all of those who have given the ultimate sacrifice. Yes, uh, happy for you. For our freedoms to allow three knuckleheads to hop on a podcast and talk nonsense for an hour. Uh, we appreciate that. And uh, much respect to everybody that has family members, uh, you know, in the military or yeah. that have served. Uh, but we'll be back next week. Check us out. We're on YouTube. Uh, all that fun stuff. Even though I can never get these boys to post our video. Every week it gets posted, babe. I got posted. <laughs> Every week. I'm going to have to go back and check the record. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next Monday. We out! You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage.